Hello, and thank you for joining us on episode four of Who Takes the Socks Off? My name, as ever, is Ben Manning, and I am joined by Thomas Burridge. Good evening. George Lee. Hello. And Ross Page. Hello. Hope you're all doing very well. Um, I don't think there's any reason why we can't just crack straight on. Uh, Question number one for you guys today is, what is the origin of the phrase, the birds and the bees? Uh, (laughs) I think we all know what... uh the birds and the bees means is there anybody that doesn't i do not you don't know what okay the so the for the benefit <laughs> of those that are unaware of the phrase the birds and the bees is where you have a discussion probably with a child hopefully your own about the facts of life and when a man loves a lady and they would like to display their love in a physical manner um Ultimately, if all things go to plan, or don't go to plan in some cases, a baby comes out nine months later. Um, so yes, the birds and the bees is a euphemism for the talk about sex. Have you uh, given it to your children yet, Ben? No. Um, we've got an arrangement that I will eventually have the chat with my son, and my other half will deal with the daughter side of things. Um, yeah, I think we've got something similar set up here. Uh, so, my uh, my wife takes great joy in tormenting me with the fact that she's going to make me have the birds and the bees talk with our daughter um, because she knows how incredibly awkward I would be at doing that. <laughs> so you're not going to leave it to the education system because I think that's what happened to me. I yeah, I, I had something very similar. Yeah, I don't think I can remember my parents talking to me about it. So um, it was just left to year six. (laughs) So um, Watching the video that was probably left over from the 1970s. Exactly, yeah, some, some vintage porn there. Yeah. Uh, so. Whoa, your school sounds well cool. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Do you know, I don't actually recall having um, any sex ed until year eight, um, and and that was um, anecdotally atypical of the sex ed that all of my peers received. Um, we didn't touch on any of the, what would appear to be key and core um What's the phrase I'm looking for? Subject matter. Um, it may well have been because uh, my biology teacher in year eight was a Russian lady who I'm sure wasn't a day over 18 and trying to corral a bunch of, well, I guess, be 13, 14-year-olds was more than her job was worth. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't come to think about it. I don't think I did either. I think we, we had like one lesson where they showed us how to protect a banana, but that was... About it. That explains a lot. Protected <laughs> banana, can you elaborate a little bit more, please? Um, yeah, so it for, pretty much spoke for itself, didn't it? We I, well, you can get yeah. banana protectors, so some of the listeners okay. might be a bit confused. <laughs> okay, sorry. They, they taught us how to put a condom on a banana. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. George didn't get to that part of year eight, obviously. Um, yeah no then, I, I never I never got to do that experiment unfortunately so. <laughs> there's, there's loads of like phrases like this isn't there um, like quite old fashioned ones that 
kind of don't really or seemingly don't mean a lot, like swearing in front of someone and going, oh, pardon my French. It's like, but, <laughs> Mind your P's I mean, and Q's. Yeah. yeah. Head over heels is a good one. Like head over heels in love is one that I, I don't really get. And people don't really say it anymore, do they? This, yeah. Well, you, yeah. well, well like you said, they're old-fashioned, aren't they? So. You're the bee's knees, the cat's pyjamas. I haven't heard that one before. I've heard the bee's knees, but not the cat's pyjamas. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about euphemisms <laughs> here. Um, there's there's other euphemisms, obviously. Um, have you ever been the victim of 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 a euphemism? Somebody described you as big boned before, or um, no disrespect. You know, no disrespect, you know, not the brightest <laughs> crayon in the box. <laughs> a block of cheese. That's what my brothers like to tell me. Got my block of cheese. What, what, block do, of cheese. what do they mean by Does that? Smell funny. Well, you know how you get a cheddar. Yeah, cheddar in a block. I look like that apparently. So I look. You like look. A block of you cheese. look like a block of cheese. <laughs> I look like a block of cheese. Yeah, that's my body type apparently. I think you want to see a doctor, mate. You want to see a doctor? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was just you'd like, um, leave a weird residue everywhere. No, but basically it's just an insult. Like I'll call them and run a bean and they'll call me a block of cheese because obviously they're quite skinny and I'm quite big boned. So, oh, dear. yeah, big it's bone. just, I, I would say they're modern, modern um, phrases like no cap on stuff like that. Street yeah, slang. Uh, co- common, commonly associated with no cap is you look like a block of cheese, mate. Um, <laughs> f- famously. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just between us, but that might be a, that might be a, yeah, that might be yeah. a Lee household uh, yeah, euphemism. Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm not surprised nobody else has heard of these, but yeah. I'll try to uh, yeah. be quiet uh, before I start revealing more info and stuff less sensitive. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we should just have the rest of the podcast of, of George's upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could say some stuff, but um, I think my parents would be put in prison. So I think uh, well, getting back to, to, to Ben's one of sort of have you ever been euph- euphemismized? Euphemized euphemized uh <laughs> yeah I've, I've had all the the usual ones like big boned well-fed uh i've not had curvy i think that's generally associated <laughs> with females um but yeah um, I I, bubbly. bubbly oh wow that's a that's one for the dating profile uh, <laughs> sturdy um, I, sturdy I, yeah i've been called sturdy quite a few times <laughs> Is built like a brick shit house considered a euphemism, or is that just straight up it's a like... metaphor? Isn't it? Yeah, See, I think or so. simile. No simile. I for years thought euphemism was purely just meant for like dirty things. What's your dirty mind? Wasn't that innuendo? Yeah. See, no, I th- I always thought innuendo. <laughs> I don't. Know, d- <laughs> I, d- I yeah. I guess so. But. <clears throat> So we, uh, um, as part of as part of this question, I've been been doing some research, and there's 
there's various um, potential origins of the phrase, but one that really strikes me as being um, one to consider is is uh, from a song by Cole Porter called Let's Do It, Let's Fall in Love, um, where the Wikipedia entry, um, in Porter's publication from 1928, the opening line for the chorus carried derogatory racial terms, like, well, I'm not going to read these, um, which were later changed sometime between 1941 and 54, following CBS's recommendation and NBC's adoption of the new Birds and Bees lyric. And that's why the birds do it, bees do it, even educated fleas do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Um, yeah, some pretty uh, unsavory words were replaced by birds and bees um, back in 1940 to 50. Educated fleas do it. Educated fleas, yes. My God. I've, I'm just looking on online and... Um... Bees do actually have sex. I didn't know this. <laughs> I just want to just say that I've never actually thought. Obviously, you say the birds and the bees, but I'm Googling right now and I'm obviously seeing some uncensored pictures. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you yeah. don't need to go onto some pretty specialist websites for that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, forget about porn up. You got this. You got this stuff now. Keep me uh, occupied for next year. That was a joke. I don't want. People if you're listening, sponsor. If you're listening, sponsor us. <laughs> Please send all images. To- <laughs> Hashtag send nudes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> No, I was just intrigued by it because I, honeybees seem to do it up in the air. So that's so, impressive. That is, is impressive. impressive. Yeah. See, I have to admit to something similar, and I spent up until probably more recently than I care to admit trying to figure out why they were called the birds and the bees, and why the birds would be at all interested in the bees, and vice versa. <laughs> well, interspecies mating. Yeah. I now. Still don't understand it, but <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, I think it means the birds do it, the bees do it, the birds and the bees. Not well. That's that's the song. Is there birds is there actually do it together? Yeah. Is there actually an answer to it uh, other than the song? Is there like a, a proper uh, like who who came up with it? Yeah, it's uh, historically attributed to Coleridge. Uh, okay. So there we go. That is uh, the non-definitive answer of the origin of the phrase the birds and the bees. So we'll move on to something that will probably, even the mention, put various people on edge. Uh, why do humans hate the sound of nails on a chalkboard? Well, I, I don't mind it, to be honest. It doesn't really bother me. I could sit in a room and be tortured. Yeah, if if that's yep. their torture, then I'm you happy. just have <laughs> na- nails nails on a chalkboard in your headphones. Yeah, I, oh that doesn't bother God, me. There's man. there's there's certain things that really irritate me though. It's um, uh, I think it's to do with metal metal on a surface. It really irritates me. It's a certain surface, but um, is it oh, a chalkboard? No, 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 no. Sorry, it's um, when you're because my dad used to make me brush up quite a bit. Uh, on up. a building site, brush with a brush on just 
concrete is just I find that horrendous. But you brush like a broom. Brush like a broom, yeah, I don't know. I just here's a brush, brush up and he'd give me this re- these really fucking sorry, these really horrible brushes that, you know, look like they'd been through First World War, Second World War and I don't know, swept up the whole world and he'd give it to me and they're just in horrendous shape and I'd just brush up the concrete. They weren't like triggers broom then. Triggers broom, yeah. Well I think to be honest, you say that, uh twenty one new uh uh oh twenty one new heads and then what was what did he say? Twenty one new heads and um thirteen new handles or something like that, wasn't it? Ship of Theseus. Anybody got anybody got any other um, famous sitcom lines that they part remember? <laughs> oh dear, yeah, that was bad. I'm sorry, I butchered that. 17 yeah. new heads and 14 new handles. There we go. There we go. I was close. close. That's usually me butchering the lines. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's a horrible noise. I um, uh, <laughs> hate to admit that my uh, my primary school still had chalkboards. Um, and they were they were in the middle of moving to the newfangled uh, dry wipe uh, whiteboards, and there was one teacher who was properly old school, um, still threw board rubbers at kids, and uh, <laughs> um, and she she would uh, scrape the chalkboard if you were being a, a particular uh, pain, and it, it is a noise that yeah, that, oh, it's just absolutely horrible that. And squeaking brakes on cars. But can we just rewind one second? Bless you having, you know, lusting after dry white whiteboards. Um, we had smart boards in every room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our primary school wasn't that well funded. <laughs> my schooling in the first. And I'm, I'm, I'm only like two years older than you guys as well. Like, oh, not obviously apart from George. Um, <laughs> so George, I'm less surprised that he had smart boards everywhere. Um, but without wanting yeah. to get too, without wanting to get too down in the nitty-gritty, I think actually Thomas bisect the two of us age-wise. Yeah. Thomas is the old man here. He's the one with the wisdom. Now to- Thomas has only just turned 30. Yeah. Oh, what? so you're older. Yeah. Huh? Anyhow, um, this is riv- riveting conversation only, here, guys. Not only do we have nails on a chalkboard, obviously we've got people with really awful voices. Uh, Thomas, do you know anything about that? <laughs> <laughs> and I can be a bit nasally sometimes. <laughs> a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you, to, to, to be fair, your nails on a chalkboard would be if both the nails and chalkboard were covered in snot. but are we are we as um are we do you think as a human race preconditioned to um not necessarily flee from but actively avoid noises such as that uh, as part of an evolutionary trait obviously some predators way back when were likely to have had you know awful screeching noises that they emit is it is it an evolutionary thing that we i, I think know, you're that right we do there. this i know i well, think you're right because if you get a balloon 
and you rub your hand, people really don't like if you rub your hand against the balloon. Yep. They really don't like that high pitch. So I think it's high pitched frequencies people really don't like. So I think you're right there. It is potentially that type of thing. Like spiders, we've got when in the UK, we it's completely unnecessary to be scared of spiders. But we're scared of spiders because maybe naturally we just we just don't like the look of them. You know, why are we scared of spiders, but we're not scared of bumblebees? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, spiders have done done us harm in the past. So that's, yeah, like you said, we're naturally Christ, can you imagine if scared. spiders made that noise? Fuck <laughs> oh, oh, me, that would be absolutely horrendous. It's like spiders that sound like dinosaurs. <laughs> so, um, to, to go back, I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere that the... Um, the 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 high pitched squealing noise is also something in the, the same range as as baby screaming. Oh, that's like just, baby that's just irritating though. Mm. Like ba- yeah. babies crying is deeply irritating. It's not like full on grating. It's just annoying. Well, yeah. <clears throat> well, I think Obviously, that's the point, isn't uh, it? I love, I love to... my children. Um... <laughs> I, th- I think that's kind of the point, though, isn't it? You're, you're supposed to be something that gets your attention and bothers you enough that you do something about it. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's supposed to make you full on wound up to the point where you're just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> what other what other noises like fall into this category for people like? George has obviously said about his rubbing balloons, um, nails on a chalkboard. For me, it's um, car brakes, like squeaking car brakes. When somebody's knife scrapes along their plate. Oh, yeah. I've got an oddly specific one. Uh, you know, if you have, yeah. you have, you know, when you have peppers, like, you know, red peppers, green peppers, whatever, and you, you bite down on it and it scrapes along your teeth. Oh, the, it's sque- like, the squeaky it's like noise squeaky. that makes. Yeah. And only you can hear it. <laughs> it just like shakes your head. That's just, it, it does me over. Um, styrofoam packaging. When people squidge styrofoam or rub styrofoam against itself. For me, it's not even necessarily, um, it's not even necessarily noise induced. Um, for example, you know, that sensation that you get, which, um, it's almost indescribable that sensation that you get um i also get when i see somebody trying to open a bottle of beer with their teeth oh, oh god yeah, 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 I know what you mean. That, that's cringe though isn't it that's cringe like well, i don't i don't i don't i don't think i cringe so much as it just gives me this really odd awful feeling that i think a lot of people would associate with um you know that feeling that you get when somebody's knife scrapes along the plate oh. or yeah, i used to yeah i used to do that and think i was really cool until uh, I saw someone else do it and just removed half their tooth. Oh, oh just, that's that's exactly what causes the feeling. Is that yeah? That sense of are you gonna are you gonna mess up your mouth doing this? I think anyone listening to this understands that pain. You're, you're completely right. Oh, it must do. Someone's got to have had that like yeah. sensation at some point. Yeah. Oh, well, it's just the. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go into it. But, um, On the other hand, though, at, at some point we've we've got to talk about noises that are the complete opposite, like noises that just make you go, "Oh, yeah, that's like deeply satisfying noises." I think that's got to that's got to go on the list, guys. 
Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a satisfying noise. Obviously, there's good music, isn't there? And you like to listen to good music, but I can't. I can't, on the top of my head, think of a really satisfying noise. But... The the noise of a fan on a hot summer's day while you're trying to sleep. That's a good noise. It's like mm. it's like soothing, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. And it's methodic a little bit. Um, it sounds like I can you're starting to write a country song, Thomas. <laughs> he's got the beard for it, so just <laughs> he's got the shirt. He's got the shirt. So he's he's the halfway shirt. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's his um, life. Well, he just doesn't realise it yet. He's gonna be a country singer. That's it. The, the, the one person on the hit that has zero musical talent. <laughs> oh, have you never played an instrument? I've Only tried. Skin flute. You've tried. Yeah. What, what, what caused you to fail then? Um, shit. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I can't. I've got no proof. So oh, should... this ex, um, this emotion, or it's un- actually unofficially an emotion, um, is grima. Grima, um, grima. Yeah, which is a which is a word of Spanish origin. How do you spell um, that? Uh, G R I M A. Um, Spanish speaker said that it was an unpleasant sensation, shivering, sounds, and repulsion. Um, and essentially, it's almost like um, like the Germans seemingly have a word for everything, don't they? There's everything that can be experienced, they can express. You know, Schadenfreude, for example, is, an, is a word that we've had to adopt because we don't have anything that accurately um, represents the sensation that we get from Schadenfreude and the, and the, the glee that we derive from other people's misfortune. Um, so, you know, there's, there's actually other words that, uh, you know, we, we don't, we can't, um, necessarily directly translate into English. Um, so I'm just looking at some of them here and you've got, um, tartle, which is from the Scots language, uh, the panicky hesitation just before you have to introduce someone whose name you can't quite remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that's a big pain though, isn't it? Oh. um yeah, there's, there's there's every chance that i'm going to butcher the pronunciation of, of, of a couple of these um there's ictsua pork uh which is inuit uh the feeling of anticipation when you're waiting for someone to show up at your house and you keep going outside to see if they if they're here yet uh there's greng jay Grengjai, I guess, which is a Thai word. The feeling that you get when you don't want someone to do something for you because it would be a pain for them. Uh, yeah. There's gigil, uh, which is a Filipino word. The urge to pinch or squeeze something that is irresistibly cute. <laughs> um, and then we've got, this is where we could do with um, Alex, really, uh, two Japanese words. You've got koi no yokan, which is the sense upon first meeting a person, the two of you are going to fall in love. And boketo. Uh, which is where you gaze vacantly into the distance without thinking. I'm going to round off this question, which, again, I'm not sure we've necessarily got the definitive answer. Um, I think our best stab was mine, which was evolutionary. Uh, I'm going to try and give you this sense of grima um, with two separate acts. Uh, One, somebody filing their nails. Or two, the thought of cotton wool balls in the mouth. 
awful times. Okay. Yes. They both suck. No, oh no! I, I, I think I, I can top in the mouth. If you if you ever got like a bit of skin that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had like a bit like you've chewed your nails or something, and it like cotton or fabric gets stuck on those? No. Uh, don't chew my nail, and I've never had cotton nearby when I have been. Okay. Um. The final question for today. And this may end up being a, a shorter question. Um, are humans naturally morbidly curious? Yes, I would say absolutely. Yes. I, I think if you if you spoke to ten people uh, and asked them, "Do you turn and look at a car accident on the other side of the road?" I would say all ten of them will say yes. I mean, to be fair, that's either morbidly curious or just fucking nosy. I think it's more nosy people are nosy, aren't they? <laughs> I, I don't think they're necessarily looking out for death. They just thought, well, that could have been me, you know, type of thing. You know, I, I could have smashed up my car. I don't think people are looking for a decapitated body in the in the passenger seat. I think they're just um, just thinking, oh, maybe just someone with a leg off. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, having, it, I've it, seen it falls... somebody that's lost a leg um, in a motorbike accident. Very, very unpleasant. Hmm. What was his socks still out? <laughs> Very good, Thomas. Um, it, was, uh, it was a motorbike accident. Uh, they got knocked off their bike, and the the momentum of the bike falling just basically ripped their left leg off. Oh, bloody wow. hell! Yeah, that's nasty. How, how did you get to see this? Because uh, it happened just in front of us. Fuck. Yeah. Did you did you attend the set? Were you like? first responder if that makes sense obviously not emergency service but did you get out and assist or not or did you well i think i think the statute of limitations is has uh, has now expired uh, we were actually on our way to play a game of hockey and so um there were enough people that had stopped that we sort of carried on um when i played just put on the uh the right indicator and went around the uh the obstacle yeah but yeah, uh, so on that happy That's note, it. I think we <laughs> probably prob- prob- well, not a happy question, load. is it? Uh, Thomas, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, no worries, no worries. George, thank you very much. No problem, thank you. And Ross, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me once again. I'm going to go now. Bye. Bye bye.